Hello, everybody. Are you recording? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have some Lindsay's here. Hey, everybody. This is Hal from the Nation of Conversation. Do you want to be at the very top of your game in life as well as podcast listening? I'm going to tell you how to do it right now. It's real easy. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating, but also... Leave us a review. Tell other people why you love the show so they can be drawn in. Be like Ian Mascaras, who says, where else are you going to get a wrestling show where the hosts start singing Boys to Men song? I don't know, but I thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And now, without any further ado, here is Tights and Fights. Tights and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. I almost did Oscar, but I thought that we had already done it. I'm so happy that you did it. That was really I good. Liked it. I feel like the secret is to be like, no, 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 no. No, it is. You got to get loose. Yeah. You guys can't see how loose how I'm really this bouncing now. around. You like the lead singer of the Black Crows. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> she wrestles angels. <laughs> Welcome to the first Tights and Fights of 2018. The show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. We got nothing for 2018. Nothing? nothing. Nobody cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't Mike's matter. ascended above years. Yeah. No, because it's all just terrible all the time, so what's the mm, matter? No. One tiny desk concert, and all of a sudden you're better than years? I'm not better than them. They just suck. All right, fair enough. You suck. Not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. They do suck. Anyway, I'm the New Year's baby face, Hal Lovelin. <laughs> I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, pod screen queen, Danielle Radford. Hello. Hey, hey. I like it. <laughs> and the big beats man. That's right. Mike Eagle. Oh, that's so good. The big beats man. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever find yourself in Los Angeles County. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, I'm already dying. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <clears throat> anyway, so the beginning of the year is always huge for the world of wrestling, even though we've agreed that you're suck and we should not recognize them. That's right. This yeah. is like prime getting ready for WrestleMania season. We've got New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom 12 is happening the day <laughs> that this drops. This is the time, and I think it was Mike Malloy posted this earlier, and I'm super. he's super right. Like This is the time of day when I start being like, am I going to stay all, up all night to watch Wrestle Kingdom? And right. like... No. The no. answer to that question will never be yes for me. I yeah, have me a neither. job tomorrow. I'm too old. I have to do VO. Like, I can't. I have a, an adult. Oh. Ooh, I'm Sorry. so fancy Let me now. pick up that job you dropped. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Ooh <laughs> give it to me. Give me that J-O-V. Uh, yeah. In addition to Wrestle Kingdom, the first bricks in the road to WrestleMania are being laid at the end of this month with the Royal Rumble. So we're going to talk about that as well. But for now, let's start with Jason Jordan and his evolving story with Seth Rollins. That's a big jump. Royal Rumble to Jason Jordan. (laughs) Last week, Jordan and Rollins won the Raw tag titles after Dean Ambrose was injured. So we have these tag champs. It's the mismatched tag partner story we've seen a million times. But now it seems like this version of the story is one of them is whiny and nobody likes him. (laughs) And the other one is Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you don't know? He comes out to... What kind of guy gives gives out like fatherly advice? He's like, 
All right, son, now make sure you don't come out here and play into their plan. Well, I'm going to play my music now. Burn it down! <laughs> what is his character right now? I, okay, but I do feel right? like he's kind of a building a character right now. Yeah. Like, I do think that mentor, without being like old, grizzled, I'm too old for this shit mentor, right. could be interesting. They clearly want to rehabilitate Jason. They clearly want to make him, because right now we all really like brat Jason Jordan and Healy Jason Jordan. Mm -hmm. And so either he's going to take his sensei's stuff and then reject it and turn against him, or he's going to take it and we're going to watch him have an evolution that actually makes us like him. Or they won't do anything and it'll be shades of gray for two years. Could be that. Could be that again. I'm not burying him. This is. I'm gonna take a picture of my face right now. He's really good, <laughs> but I, frankly, I just, I feel like he doesn't have direction now without the shield. It's true, and but, he did before. And, and I think part of the problem is that in that short stint where the <laughs> shield actually was back together, right? Mm. They hadn't quite figured out the balance of it yet. They didn't have enough time, and so like Seth constantly in that situation came off like the level-headed guy because Dean was just being crazy. I even feel like when he was the original architect and he had that blonde streak, he was still more exciting for some reason. He felt like he well, felt more he was dangerous. more exciting because his body wasn't broken. That's true. <laughs> so he did things that he could do then, <laughs> that he can't do now. They ought to do something about those breaking bodies, man. I don't know what they can One do about that. One of these days. That. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the other member of the Shield who is still healthy: Intercontinental Champion Roman Reigns, who had a title match with Samoa Joe, who had this great moment of savagery mm. in a pre-fight interview with Renee Young who's married to a certain WWE superstar. Let's take a listen. And because of me, the Shield will never be champions together. <laughs> because of me, Dean Ambrose is now a stay-at-home husband mm. living off his wife's paycheck. Mm. Roman mm. Reigns mm. has run out of options. He's run out of friends, and he's run out of time. Because when I put him to sleep, and I become the new intercontinental champion, <sighs> He will understand that it may be his yard, but he lives in my world. He's Bravo. so good. Oh, my God. Is he the best promo in WWE right now? It's very old school and very effective. It felt like it felt like one of them coked up promos from the 80s. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Well, they have to do that big sniff in the middle to kind of, you know. Yeah, clear everything out. <laughs> exactly. Didn't it sound like you go, what a rush. Yeah, it did. It did. I'm kind of sad he didn't. But, you know what? Skin down them drips. Roman Reigns, let's give him credit. He also cut a really good promo earlier in the show. You're right. It was a good one. His aren't as consistently good, but that was a good one. This was Reigns' first victory over Samoa Joe? Yeah. Oh yeah, huh. They didn't did they did they announce us even play that up? I, no. No, they didn't, which is which is interesting. Great match. Does it feel like that match is the end of the feud? And if not, how do you book it to end? Because obviously then they go on to the Royal Rumble. Joe versus Joe match. Jo oh, Joe on a pole? <laughs> Joe on Whoever a pole. Whoever gets the name Joe and hits the other person with it. It's Roman Reigns Joe. has to actually physically change, like he has to legally change his name to Roman Reigns. <laughs> he doesn't get to be Joe ever again. I mean, do you put him, have they already done a cage match? I feel like they have. I don't Ooh, think they did. I think you only need to one of them somewhere. gets to be in the family. If Joe wins, Samoa Joe. If Samoa Joe wins, then he joins the NOIE family. <gasps> yeah, and no and more. Roman's out. Roman's out. Wow. <laughs> Is Roman declared for the Rumble? No. I don't. Mm, Neither of them are. Okay, so they might just have a match and not be in the rumble. I d this declared for the rumble thing I'll, is stupid. I'll tell you what That's I'd like fine. to see. I'd like to see him in a ladder match. I think Agreed. They, I think they would have 
a very interesting ladder match that is different than any ladder match we've seen in a long time. I think Joe pulls a lot of really good stuff out of Roman, and Roman has already been doing great things recently. Yeah, I think that that would be fantastic. I get the sense that he's doing a lot more to elevate the IC title, certainly more than he did when he had the U.S. title. The IC title seems important to him. They're programming it where he's interested in defending it and calling himself a fighting champion and all mm-hmm. those things that you do when you want to make a belt important. You're defending it a lot. So in that sense, yeah, it seems like the the booking committee is making a bigger deal mm. out of him having the IC title than they did when he had the U.S. And also, um, I forgot about the Universal title until, like, last week. So. Right. Well, that, that again, that's what happens when you keep it off the show. I just forgot about nobody it. Nobody cares and nobody thinks about it. And I was like, oh, right, there's that whole other, and then there's that guy. <clears throat> he lo- Anyway, we'll talk about it. He looked smaller. Yeah. Oh, Brock. Mm-hmm. Broccoli. Mm-hmm. Broccoli. Is that his full name? I yes, wish that it was. Is. Oh, broccoli Lesnar. Someone needs to make a sign that says chopping broccoli. <laughs> chopping broccoli. Because get it? You could give him a chop. <laughs> like a, like a. Okay. Okay. We're still not sure how well Naya's new role with Enzo is going to work out, but it's nice to hear Naya at least working hard to embrace the new direction for her character. Is it? Let's listen to this clip. That's Enzo again. I gotta go. I can't believe you're being like this with our friendship right now. I need you and I need you now. I don't have to do this, but it's either him or me. I'm sorry. My chicken soup's getting cold. You remember when she was a monster tearing through the women's division and now she is a soup messenger? Okay, I get it. Yeah. But um, I am also a monster tearing through the women's division and mm-hmm. I would also bring my man soup. Yeah. I like cute Naya. I do. I like it. because, And I've talked about this before where it's like you do the hooks thing with her where it's like she's really cute when she talks but in the ring she'll destroy you. Right. It's cute. I just don't want it with Enzo. Right. Because I, the only thing about the her and Enzo pairing, it's only going to end up in a, she's big and I'm small. <laughs> right. And I have no interest in that. That just doesn't interest me as a wrestling viewer. It's stupid. It's a joke. Yeah. And so far they haven't said the joke, but it's also like, nah, you're too good for him. It's worth noting that that segment came before Alexa Bliss's non-title match against Asuka. And Asuka yes. came out and they had a good match, which Asuka won. I say this because there are two wrestlers coming over from Japan who were big stars, mm-hmm. came through NXT and tore through the roster, and have now both been promoted to the main roster. But I feel like Asuka's booking is what Shinsuke's should have been Agreed. and hasn't been. Are you happy with how Asuka's been booked? I've never seen a character by which I was both happy for and constantly worried about at the same time. Like, mm. I'm always very worried that they're going to somehow fuck this up. I think I wish that they did a little bit more in how like how they booked Braun Strowman, where they had him like go over jobbers for a really long time and like yeah. get a particular move over or get this over. So by the time uh, that you put him in a program, like I wonder with Asuka if it's possibly moving a little too fast in terms of like her going after the title. Yeah, but before, I think before it's also, she's established. I agree, wow. but I think it's also like we've got the women's rumble coming up, and so that's why you have to start establishing her as that bitch. either by giving her the title right before the Rumble so you take her out of it because right now she's the obvious pick or by having her as the obvious pick and then knowing that you're going to have everyone else try to 
I don't know, grab her legs? What do you do? Like with, with, well, because with big dudes in the Rumble, it's always like, well, if like 20 small dudes gang up on them, eventually they'll get them out. But with Asuka, it's like, is it just going to be a bunch of people like one of them has her feet and one of them has her knees and they just fucking lay on her like well, and what are you going to do she's not huge the good thing is is that this play this doesn't play to her strengths she can't tap anybody out mm-hmm. she can't knock anybody out and pin them if she knocks somebody out she's going to have to pick up mm-hmm. their their lifeless body and throw it over the top right so eventually you can have that, that's always a safe place to give somebody an L mm-hmm. and i don't know that they're going to do it with her uh now i i learned growing up that if you had a wish deep in your heart and you popped your collars three times with your eyes closed, mm. your wish came true. And I guess a lot of people were popping those collars with their eyes closed because on Monday night, something people have been very hopeful about ever since the club debuted, Man. happened as Finn Balor was reunited in what the WWE briefly called the Bullet Club and then removed immediately. They ought to have did all that collar popping a solid year ago. Can this save them? Also, can we drop the nerd? Th- I don't think the nerd thing works. It don't the- work. We don't need it for sure. If we thin. can't get the shield, and we obviously can't, <clears throat> yes, do the club. We should. You're right. We should have done the club immediately. Right. Because even when they debuted, Finn was still at a point where he needed them. I think it's literally them just being like, "Well, we had some stuff planned for the shield that can't happen now, so we can just slot you into a couple of those spots, and that's fine. I'm okay with that." I think there's things that they do that they know will appeal to like super fans like us who've been following people from Japan and mm. and know about all the history. But I think for like the average viewer at home, they have completely fucked the value up of Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, they have no right? idea. They look like guys that go out there and get beat all the time. So like they they've they've washed all the special off of them for the casual viewer. And I think it's just hard for me to get excited about the pairing now, like they're going to suddenly change course and make them into like some dominating force. Can they rehabilitate them though? I mean, it can, you can get anybody hot. It's just you have to right. really make that decision to change the booking on on a you know take a hard left turn. And I just don't know if they're going to do it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something else that's taking a hard left turn. Maybe it's a turn down. I don't know. Anyway, officially, it's been announced that Florets is going to be taking on Braun and Kane <laughs> at the Rumble. I mean. Oh, boy. Is there any way you could possibly be excited about this? Nope. Do you, do you guys remember when I was pleading for us to give the Kane thing a chance? Cause, yeah. Because it was probably his last run, and they were like making him dominant, and they were putting him over everybody, and like heating him up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this week, he came out and tried to cut a deal with Braun <laughs> because he needed help mm-hmm. beating Brock. And he was turned down and walked away like a little bitch. Why did Finn Balor have to lose that match two, three times in a row? Yep. Why? And Why? Kane looks so, I mean, he just looks tired. Right? He's a man in a wig and a mask that he clearly does not want to wear, and he doesn't want to go to the gym as much. But he, when I look at him, I see Glenn now. I, don't I see, see Glenn. I don't, I don't see, see the monster the Kane anymore. Yeah. No, I don't see the big red machine. This whole talking... Corporate Kane, fine, because you can kind of separate it into being like, well, there's this part of him, and then when he becomes the monster, he doesn't talk because, you know, that version of a monster doesn't talk. We have to have different versions of monsters. <laughs> I liked Maskless Kane a lot when he had the bald mm-hmm. head. And, and only one of them gets to talk about how you how he he can give you them hands, and it's not going to be. <laughs> oh, what a moment. Come get some I, of these hands. I just, 
Get oh, what is Look, you got two options. You cheerleader. cheerleader. Yeah. You're either going to stand on the floor and shut your mouth. You're to get in this ring and get these hands like you're part. Oh. <laughs> get these hands. How about you get these hands? How about that? I'm a puddle. Um, I I'm mean, a puddle. It, it certainly it. did it. I watched that three times. Yeah. I just. Yeah. Oh, so wow. good. Before we go to SmackDown, let's talk about NXT very briefly. Did anybody watch it last week? I didn't. All right, here's your brief uh, summary. Pete Dunne tore down the house again with Tyler Bate. They had he, another match? I yep. didn't know that. And the Undisputed Era won the tag titles. They beat... Who did they beat? Yeah, the, I uh, saw that. I've got it. Yeah. Who? Oh, Insanity? Sanity? Sanity, not yeah, just Well, just with the holidays and everything, I didn't get I'm a chance s- to watch it, but I've got I've to catch up this week. <laughs> I'm such a wrestle grandma. Was it Insanity? <laughs> insanity. The insanity guys and that sweet gal. <laughs> Sweetheart, get me my oxygen tank. And was it insanity? Hey, honey, I wrestle? hope those boys aren't taking advantage of you. <laughs> that, that, you don't always have to talk for those boys. <laughs> that Romney Reigns is real nice. I like Romney him. Romney Reigns. He's so nice. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so good. What happened to Steve Ambrose? How come he's not on anymore? <laughs> I liked him. I liked him. All right, let's talk about SmackDown. Kevin and Sammy both have big wins over WWE champion AJ Styles. How good is it to see these guys getting victories, especially Sammy? <sighs> You're not into it? You don't like the storyline? Uh, it's not, that, it's not that I don't like the storyline. I don't like watching AJ lose a lot. I don't like that. Like, even if it's... Even to these guys? No, not this way. Not it, it, I don't know. It just... Man, I think AJ is in such a special position. If you make him look strong for a while, I really just feel like it would just boost his whole thing and put him on this whole other level. And I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm just not of the mindset that he should be out there taking L's like that week to week. Well, I mean, he's facing, he's doing a handicap match at the Rumble for the mm-hmm. belt. They still haven't talked quite about how that works if, well, everyone's if doing a handicap Sammy match and for Kevin win. Get in line. But obviously AJ's going to go over them. Doesn't that accomplish it? And you still, and you still, because you have to, I, 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 of the feeling when you have that top tier talent, everybody should come out of it strong. Right. And I think they've already done that for Sammy and Kevin. Sammy is being rehabilitated. That yes. is very nice. 100%. And Kevin looks great. Like it's helpful to both of them. Mm-hmm. So when they put him over at the Rumble, they're already still strong and ready for more. Mm-hmm. And AJ Styles looks super strong because he beat two, the two top heels. On the SmackDown roster. Uh, you know, maybe. I, it just depends on how they do it. But AJ tends to spend most of most of big matches selling anyway. And making other people look great. Yeah, you know. Every I, time we're like, ooh, this is going to be a great match. It's like, oh, well, AJ is just like making the other person look good for a lot of minutes. Yeah. Which uh, is nice of him. But I would like him to look good. But that's what it does make him. I think if you sell for somebody yeah. and make them look good, then when you beat them, you look better. Yeah, but I just want I want more dominant. AJ yeah, I want I want I want to see He's you know champ. I want to see him look strong. I want to see him look strong. Well, let's talk about a different kind of booking. The first dusty finish of 2018: the Usos beating Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable to retain <laughs> the SmackDown tag titles. This is I I think I read this somewhere. This is the first time they've done twin magic, ever. I always like I, like, I like Twin Magic. I think it's silly yeah. and fun. And especially with the Usos, because it's like even more fun, because it's like, we ain't even fraternal twins. We paternal. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they still, I still can't tell who is who. Me neither. Mm, um, the, the, um, one of them has a more round face. The other one has a more oval face. Mm-hmm. And one of them married Naomi. Right. Can you, do you know which one? Nope. Jonathan. Jay. Yes. Yeah. That's it. I only know from Toad Steve's, and even then I forget sometimes. 
Speaking of tag teams, we've got the Bludgeon Brothers now dealing with both Brizongo and the Ascension. This doesn't help. Uh, Who is this helping? Been, it, Who is this helping? It doesn't. It help doesn't anybody. help the Bludgeon Brothers. It doesn't help Brizongo. It doesn't help the Ascension. It, it kind of helps the Ascension. But, Does it? But they got their just because they're on TV. Uh, I mean, being on TV honestly, helps them. Yeah, just like making them look like wrestlers, even at this point, because they just been. I, I, I get what They've you're been saying. Sad it's, boys who don't have friends. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's I not do. it's not so yeah. much that it helps them necessarily toward anything. It's just better than what the hell they were doing. But yeah, it's it's not it's not a good story for anybody. You know, it doesn't seem to be a good story for anybody. I mean, I, I kind of go back to Rusev. When he went on his run in 2014 mm. into 2015, wow. he did steps up. It was mm-hmm. like Jack Swagger, then Mark Henry, then whoever, Sheamus. I, I don't remember. But mm-hmm. you felt like every time he was taking a step up, he was being somebody bigger. So the Bludgeon Brothers did a bunch of squash matches. Then they move on to Brizongo. I, they didn't even do a bunch of squash matches. They just beat Mojo and Zach for a couple weeks, they, I felt I like was did, what it was. They did at least one You're right, they did one match. with the scream. Yeah. The scream. But I yeah. think that was the only one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. they beat Ra- the Hype Bros. Yeah. Who broke up. Then then Brizongo. So we're steps up in terms of over. Mm-hmm. But the problem is Ascension haven't been booked as tough guys. So them getting their asses, all you know about them right now is they wear makeup and they like donuts or whatever and they want to be best friends with Brizongo. Yeah, it doesn't make Mm. any sense at all. That's all we know. So they're not even the step up where they're like, we wanted you to fight, but now we're going to step in and take care of them because we're badasses. Then they lose. Then that Bludgeon Brothers are up. What if uh, the Ascension came out next week dressing fashionable? Instead of uh, instead of in the, I'm I'm listening. <laughs> but do you think that would make a difference if they changed their presentation? Yes, and maybe I do. They should probably think about that thing. It, it, it looks like least, a mess right now. It would give them something to do. But also, it's great that Brizongo's on TV every week, and people they're still over, and people still love them. I wish they wrestled more. I wish they would win because people wrestlers. like them, and and mm-hmm. I think that like the thing that they do when people get behind somebody and they job them out, like it's just it's just a waste of potential. I don't understand why they do that they're so both much. good wrestle boy everyone in this program is a good wrestle boy yes they're all good wrestle boys let these boys wrestle i don't know if i've ever like i've seen like two ascension matches i think in my life i have no idea what they're good at at all well, they, they were they, great in nxt they were great i didn't in see NXT. i didn't they see were any of the nxt dominant matches. tag team in nxt yeah, yeah. they were fun. really like instrumental for establishing the tag division on nxt yeah, yeah they, they were, were important and now they're just those dudes that don't have friends that make me sad every week. Be friends with those boys. <laughs> Come on. Be, be friends, boys. Be friends. Be friends with each other. We're now two weeks into the tournament to crown a new U.S. champion. Xavier Woods, shout out to my buddy. <laughs> uh, got the win and some pancakes to eat. I, by the way, I love that afterwards he wouldn't let anybody touch the title because they hadn't won it yet. Yeah. He's like, no, no, don't touch it. Don't touch it. It's ours. It's going to be ours. <laughs> It looks like, if I had to guess right now, they're looking at, I'm trying to think of the brackets. Bobby Roode is on in, is in one side. Mm. And then he'll face Mojo Rawley. So far, it's Bobby Roode, and then he, he, he fights the winner of Mojo and Zach. Then the other end, you've got Jinder Mahal against Xavier Woods. Right. My pick right now is Jinder Mahal's going to win the title because it gives him something to do. Mm. Not a bad pick. I could also see them going Mojo Rawley versus Xavier Woods and giving the title to... I actually could see any of those guys winning, except maybe Bobby Roode. Yeah. Because well, he's the... already been there and maybe give it... Like, he needs to get screwed out of it and, and put himself back in the picture. Yeah, maybe yeah. he starts a program with somebody screwing mm-hmm. him out of the match. Well, and I think that the... 
if you give it to the New Day, because Xavier Woods has a whole campaign, I'm going to talk about it later. He has a whole campaign for Xavier Woods, U.S. champ. And one of his campaign slogans is, a vote for me is a vote for three. So the idea that they're playing around <laughs> with, like, if I win, we're all the U.S. champ, that could be really fucking fun. I love it. Yeah. Plus, it seems logical because how much fucking merch would they sell? How much merch would they sell as New Day U.S. champs? Oh, I'm there for it. <laughs> Plus, it's like they, it. they let them do they let them do the Freebird rule. I could easily see them allowing them to do this, which I don't think it's the first time that someone's been like, "Hey, I won the belt, but it's our belt." Um, a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, it's Freebirding the belt." I'm like, no, I feel like I've seen other examples of people being like, "Well, with my tag partner or my best friend, it's our belt, even though it's my belt." I've seen that happen before. Um, but that doesn't that sound like fun, especially going into like WrestleMania. However, and they are such a big, big, big monetary fucking win for them. For sure, but they're gonna sell no matter what. I don't know. That, I don't true. know if they would sell more. I I don't know. It depends. I mean, they'd have to have a special shirt made or something. But they could have like three special shirts made, and yeah. people would buy them. And people will still buy any shirt that they have. But a commemorative. You know, three-person U.S. champ shirt, and it's the new day. Oh, imagine what the belt would look like if That's they decked it out. That's printing money. Right. For those of you who want Wrestle Kingdom, you're going to wait till next week. We'll talk about it then. But if you have any thoughts on this week in wrestling, up to, but not including Wrestle Kingdom, <laughs> keep the conversation going at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights or at tightsfights on Twitter. When we come back... We'll talk about the latest major milestone for women's booking in WWE. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And together we present Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. We explain the historical significance of everyday etiquette topics, then answer your questions relating to modern life. So join us weekly on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. No RSVP required. Check out Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? Tights and Bites Podcast Tights and Bites Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined in the booth by Danielle Radford and Michael Eagle. Every week we like to give something from the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock! Whoa! <laughs> The fuck was that? <laughs> I like it. That was the scream from the uh, from the jobber match with yeah. the, that the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh. The fucking Shikara guy. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> Best scream ever. Has that been in here? Well, did that get added in my absence? I think it did. Oh, I love finding new things. <laughs> Women in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Julian. Thank you, Julian. I was quietly wishing that that would happen. Uh, again. It's perfect. Anyway, women in the Royal Rumble were always treated as a novelty. Of your one-offs like Beth Phoenix and Karma and China, the first woman ever to enter the event back in Oh, baby Michael Cole. Oh, Little baby Michael Cole. You barely had a mustache. Uh, but now, 
for the first time ever, WWE is going to have a 30-woman Royal Rumble. Uh, how did you feel when the announcement first came through, Daniel? Well, I mean, I think that we all kind of knew it was coming. Like, right. even even not even just like from rumors, which I'm doing a really good job of trying to ignore now, but also just like you know, women's money in a bank. Like, it felt right that there would be a women's Royal Rumble. So when Stephanie came out, I was like, she's probably going to announce the women's Royal Rumble because that's the only reason she comes to stuff anymore. Right. Is to announce women things. <laughs> If there was any time for a yes chant, it's now. (laughs) (laughs) So they've announced it's going to be exactly the same as the men's rumble. It's 30 competitors over the top rope. Both feet touch the ground to win. Mm. Do you think they're going to fuck this up like they did Money in the Bank? No. Mm-mm. No, you think they learned their lesson? They learned their lesson. Well, they're going to fuck it up, but not like they did Money not in like the it. Bank. Not like it. It'll be they're a different fucking up. Some brand new glorious way to fuck it up, I'm sure. Glorious. <laughs> oh, so Bobby Roode's going to enter? There you go. Wearing a wig. Okay. Uh, Mike and, and Julian and I were figuring this out before you arrived, Danielle. We counted 17 women. That are mm-hmm. eligible. That are eligible on the main roster. That's 13 yeah. spots to fill. Um, we, we, let's, we, let's, we imagine there will be some NXT gals involved. Yeah. yeah, they'll probably get an Ember in there. You think Ember will be in? Is she? Is she already win the belt? Yeah, she's got it. She's got the NXT belt. No, I think they will. I think they'll put her in because she's she's got the NXT belt. But what about the other one, Shayna Baszler? Shayna will be in. Is she she signed? Oh yeah. Yeah, Shayna yeah, will be already, in. She and showed she's up right after shows. the yeah. title match, right? Okay. Um, I think we'll get the iconic duo. Will we get? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I think them for sure. Yeah. Do you think they enter together? Yes. Of course. <laughs> How about uh, Kyrie Sane? Yes, I think we get Kyrie. Okay. What I, I think that it's going to be a, a way to sh- like showcase the NXT women well, and show what they're becoming. A, I mean, and so it which opens up the question: What happens if an NXT gal wins? It won't. But just hypothetically. Well, then they, we know that that person's going to be moving up to the main roster. Okay. Yeah. Or, or doing that thing where they do double duty on both shows for a minute. Let's assume that gets us up to 25. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I, mean, I think it does. I think the people we need. We'll get a Beth Phoenix. You, you think, think so? Come back? Yes. Is she still, like, does she wrestle? Still? Uh, and well, no, but mm. I mean, I think that we've had enough of that kind of nostalgia pop for dudes. Like, and DDP has come in and d- done two things and then left. It does help promote MMC because she's the color commentator. Mm. What's MMC? The Mixed Match Challenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know Beth Feed. Okay, so yeah. yeah, I didn't realize she was yeah, yeah. with the company again yeah. like okay. that either. So. I- I'll tell you who I think is going gonna, is gonna to come in. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Ready? Uh-huh. Are you ready? I'm just get prepared for my what I'm about to say. Butthole so clenched tight right He's now. He's gonna say something so up. underwhelming. No, I'm gonna. Really I'm, it's gonna hurt my feelings. I think whatever it is, Trish Stratus. I was gonna oh, say Trish. Yeah. yeah, Trish is gonna show up. Yep. Because remember, she was supposed to do the program instead mm-hmm. of Mickey, but yep. then she was pregnant she or something happened, so she couldn't. But she had that baby a while yeah, ago. Yeah, she she been had that baby, so she could. I think we might get a Bella. Oh, that's a good call. Oh, yeah. That's a good I think we might get Brie Bella. That Brie is a Bella, damn like good one call. Of, one of the big, and I called it a minute ago because she was talking about it on there. If you guys um, have to start watching the Bella Twins YouTube channel um, with the fervency that I do, she was talking about how she was training it back in the ring because she really wanted to. And now one of the storylines of Tote Steve's are both of the Bellas talking about getting back in the ring, which I'm like, Nikki, you ain't got no neck, so I don't know what we're going to do about that. But both of them have been talking about 
about. Like, it's one of the major storylines of this season of Tote Steves. So maybe not Nikki, because I feel like she would have way more to do to be able to get back in. If they're not going to clear, you know, she might come back in as a manager for Brie. Or it could be one of those things where fucking if JoJo was doing the whatever, because JoJo's done some wrestling. I didn't know that. Uh, she originally was trying to be That's a wrestler right. and they were small. like, they were like, mm, which is funny because everyone's small now. Yeah. Um, but that would be fun if she does all the ring announcing and she's announcing people and then all of a sudden she announces herself are, are and there... someone else takes over. How fun would that be? Yeah. Are, are there any current day wrestlers outside of WWE that could come in? Like like, like in the AJ Ooh. spot. Like who could be that kind of surprise? Is, is there somebody out there who I would be? I think it's Rousey. I think Rousey's I think AJ yeah. Styles. Yeah. Or Reby would be really fun. Reby if would she be. Oh, yeah. Reby and, that would, and that would do it. And that has a chance of happening because she's also healed up from having and that or baby. Like, uh, awesome Kong. Awesome Kong could yeah. show oh, up. Karma. Yeah, karma. She'd be Sorry, karma. she's karma. Right, she'd be karma. Yeah, she could absolutely show up. They could literally have any of the Glow women come in and be like, "Oh, it's fucking you know Allison Brie from yeah, Glow," and just have that. them run in, do one hit one move in the same way you know the Snooky spot or any kind of you know the uh, or I guess I shouldn't say Snooky because put her in the Drew Carey spot where she eliminates herself. Right. All right. To to wrap it up, I think this is going to be a very good Rumble. But to wrap this segment up. Very quickly, let's each predict a winner without even knowing the entire field. Who's going to win the inaugural women's Royal Rumble? If she does not, if there isn't a super special attraction that has to win it, and I have caveats, if there isn't a super special attraction that has to win it, and she doesn't somehow wind up winning the women's belt beforehand, it has to be Asuka. Okay, Asuka. Good pick, good pick. I am trying to think of a person who could most benefit, like somebody who's on the edge right. of being a super solid next level main eventer, just needs this. Even though she's been champ already, I think it's, this could really help, like a Becky Lynch. Ooh, you know? especially now that she's back. And she got some great pop. She got a great back. pop, yeah. She did. She I, got a great pop. I think it's going to be Ronda Rousey. I'm just going to say it right now. If I didn't think Ronda Rousey was going to be in it, I'd say Becky Lynch, but. I'm, I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey. So there are our predictions. I, w- I want to summarize this with a challenge. Hmm. Let's see if everybody agrees. I want you to go to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash tights fights, or our Twitter account at tights fights. I want you to, to uh, we'll start a thread to, for who you got on Facebook. On Twitter, use the hashtag TNF Women's Rumble. Hmm. So we know it's for us. Tell us who you think is going to win. We're going to cut it off on Monday. And whoever gets it right, we will pick among you. And we'll have you on this show. We'll call you for a 90-second segment to congratulate you and talk to you about the Rumble. What Aww. do you think? What do you think? Does we can, everybody pre-ta- agree we can pre-tape that, right? So it's not just a bunch of Baba Booies? <laughs> <laughs> the winner is going to be High Pitch Eric. Hi. I love the rumble. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate you so much. The women's rumble. <laughs> yeah. And pizza. What do you think, Julian? All right. There it is. It's happening. Give us your picks. Who you got? Hit us up. And when we come back, it'll be time for three things from wrestling that we love. SF Sketchfest is just around the corner, January 11th to 28th, and there will be plenty of Max Fun shows there to represent. We're bringing Judge Sean Hodgman on the 11th, 
Jordan Jesse Go with special guest Andy Richter on the 12th. Schmanners on the 14th. We got this with Mark and Howe also on the 14th. The Greatest Generation and Friendly Fire Podcast Super Show on the 17th. Pop Rocket host Guy Branham's talk show The Game Show on the 19th. And One Bad Mother on the 21st. You can learn more about these shows and get tickets at MaximumFun.org slash SFSketchFest18. Get your tickets now. Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined by Danielle Radford and Michael Eagle. Every week, we end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. All right, Danielle, what are you putting over? Okay, um, so speaking of, I love how I say this is that we don't literally speak of everything every week. But uh, speaking of um, Xavier Woods, speaking of Xavier Woods versus um, Aiden English, they have been doing fantastic work on Twitter. Um, it was really it, it, like it. I'm hoping that this kind of thing continues as it goes on um, with just Xavier Woods and different opponents. But they had like literal campaigns against each other. <laughs> no, they were doing videos. Um, I have notes. Um, so they were doing like kayfabe smear campaigns against each other. Um, Aiden accused Xavier Woods of stealing Consequences Creed's identity and was like, That's you can't hilarious. steal other men's identities. <laughs> Xavier Woods did an interview with Blue Pants. Where she talks about how Aiden English abandoned her when he meet when she needed him the most, and it was actually her. I, they obviously did it in two different locations, but like it was clearly her. And I think we have a clip of that. After you helped him win the NXT Tag Team Championships, what happened? He just threw me away. He got what he wanted, and he just discarded me like I was nothing but a piece of trash. I really thought we were friends, but Aiden English. He's nothing but a scoundrel. She might be in the Women's Rumble. That might be a good pick. Yeah. Um, Aiden English started a fake like Twitter account that was a super pack that was like <laughs> Aiden English for US champ or something like that. I was like, oh, it's not related to me. They have been really fun and really amazing. And I keep saying, um, yeah, man, you guys got to follow the Twitter stuff because a lot of times those guys will be doing some of the best work that they do to establish, um, you know, reasons and motivations and be people on Twitter. Um, it's like an alternative reality game. That's a, also a TV show. That's also a network that I pay for. That's also <laughs> a pudding. Now available. <laughs> I'd like some pudding. I like pudding. <laughs> Mike, what else do you like? Oh, man. Uh, I don't, I'm not even, I don't know if I can put this in the category of like. Um, okay. Uh, there's a gentleman named Sid Vicious who, <laughs> for a solid maybe three years of my young adult life, not even, like, preteen life. This man was my favorite wrestler in the world. Um, I always thought he was just one of those bigger than life. He was the first person I ever saw do a powerbomb. Like, mm. like this guy's amazing. And I used to always wonder why he never got really huge. or ne like. And, and it's, it's interesting to say that because he competed and held every world title. Like, yeah. he held them all, but he, he never really uh, became... 
like that national sensation. And you know, and, I, and it's funny because in the last couple of weeks, I've been looking back at some of his stuff in the WWE when he was specifically when he was feuding with Shawn Michaels, and I'm like, oh, clearly the problem is that he wore his '80s bullet through the 2000s. Like, <laughs> that is really, I think, what held him back more than anything um, was his refusal to get a haircut. Um, but apparently, recently, he was booked for an indie show. He's got to be 50,000 years old. So oh, he was already man. bad. Right. And he, it sounds like he just didn't want to go to the show. Mm. And he called the promoter that day and left a voicemail of the reason why. Oh. And the promoter recorded mm. it. And, um, I'm not necessarily putting this over, but it, it, it's like one of those Daily Show moments of Zen. You just kind of want to marvel at it and just kind of, kind of take in a little bit of how awful these people are that we like a lot. I'm so excited. Uh, Donald Trump has got these fucking things on different states. They can't let me get through without a passport, and I didn't have my passport. And I can't find that son of a bitch either. So, so what happens now? I don't know, John. That's why I'm sitting there looking. goes on like that for a while it gets it gets trump comes up again uh colin kaepernick comes up at some point kaepernick i didn't listen for the kaepernick stuff what does he have to do with it y'all need to leave that man's name out of your mouth it's a lot all he's doing is trying to help folks hey man i'm pretty sure colin kaepernick's trying to keep me out from uh, getting to the airport and then i called my friend from delta who also played high school football (laughs) and he said he could probably play quarterback better but he wasn't getting any calls neither (laughs) anyway donald trump donald trump donald trump (laughs) delta colin kaepernick Sit out. <laughs> is that how it ends? Yeah. Pretty much. Colin Kaepernick is why I woke up late and forgot to pack my bag. Oh, uh, I was just up all night thinking about Colin Kaepernick. And I, you know, I really did want to come to the show. I really, I really don't don't take this to me to me not want to come. Because I really, I intended to. And I just couldn't find my passport or my papers. And they say you need those now at the airport. That motherfucker is nowhere to be found. Anyway, I got to go eat a cheeseburger like a drunken David Hasselhoff. So I'll catch you on the flippity flop. I hope that Sid Vicious is doing okay. And that it's just the case of him being a fuckboy and not not needing help. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yikes. I'll tell you what. I'm going to swing it back from the sad to the happy and heartwarming. Because I want to talk about my fellow City of Brotherly Love product, hmm. Drew Gulak, mm-hmm. who continues to be the best thing about 205 Live. Agreed. And was also one of the best things about a stacked Raw. Of course, we all know poor Enzo Amore was in the hospital with flu or flu-like symptoms. So who came out to read a message from him? His old buddy Drew hmm. with Arya Davari in tow. Here's Drew Gulak doing Enzo Amore on Raw. Bada boom, realest guy in the room. How oh, are you, you doing? doing? That's just, he's so good. <laughs> well, I'm not doing so great because Muscles Marinara has been flattened by the flu. Therefore, I will not be defending my Cruiserweight Championship tonight on Raw. 
He corrects the grammar later on. Yeah, Just like, watch the whole clip, he's please. Like, a, a cup. I'm sorry. A couple of yeah. haters. Oh, that's incorrect. A couple <laughs> of haters. <laughs> oh, Drew Gulag, you are a national treasure. I'm proud that we come from the same hometown, and I hope you ascend into the heavens of wrestling where you belong. I hope he gets to use one of those 40,000 wrestling holds he knows. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, 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 don't, and I don't feel too bad for Enzo Amore because kayfabe, he got to eat chicken soup with fucking Nia Jax. How sick do I have to be? Mm. <laughs> I, I was sick. Remember when I was sick? I remember. You're Nia, out there. Nia could have come here and gave me some chicken soup. Yeah. I bet I would have been let in the booth if I had some chicken soup. <laughs> Might have. <laughs> Everything's negotiable. Everything's negotiable. <laughs> I like how you said sick and soup because that's kind of what it is. It is sick and soup. <laughs> that does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts are Mike Eagle and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. Uh, hey, next weekend, January 14th, that is a Sunday, I'm going to be in San Francisco for Sketchfest doing a live We Got This at 4 p.m. Uh, with my buddy Mark Gagliardi. Our guests are going to be Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher. So, yeah, right, right, right. Go to SF Sketchfest for tickets. And the night before is the Work Juice Improv Show. All of my buddies from the Thrilling Adventure Hour, Paul F. Tompkins, Craig Kikowski, Mark Evan Jackson, Janet Varney, Annie Savage, myself, and more will be there. You guys are on the 14th at Sketchfest? Where the 13th is is the Work Juice Improv Show, and then we got this is on the 14th. And, it, and this is San Francisco. In San Francisco. How fucking long is Sketchfest? I have a show at Sketchfest on the 19th. Yes, it's it's so a month long. long. So it's it starts, we're there, that's first weekend. Oh, and then it keeps going. I did not know that. There's okay. so much great stuff going on at Sketchfest. Mike is going to be there. Yeah, we got a live New Negroes there on the 19th at Cobbs. Oh. Man, this is Mark's the 10th anniversary of me forgetting to apply for Sketchfest. Oh no! Hey. I always, every year, I'm like, I'm going to apply. I'm going to do Sketchfest, and every fucking year, I biff it and I forget. I think it's because usually, like, applications for festivals are like now. We should do tights and fights at some festivals. We definitely Julian. should. Yeah. Julian, we're looking at you, Julian. Julian, you need to intimidate somebody with those muscles and get yeah. us on a festival, Julian. Just write festivals on a bicep and go like this in the, somebody's face, and yeah. they'll be like, "What do you want? We'll fly you in and put you up at the Waldorf Astoria. We're so frightened." <laughs> Uh, is there anything else you want to promote, Danielle? Um, what do I have? Let me jump in while Danielle's yeah, getting you, ready. Yeah, you Please. Got, I got, I got, yeah, I got four shows in Hawaii with Hannibal Burris. Uh, two on January 11th, and two on mm. January 12th. And um, what and, island? Uh, whatever one Honolulu is on. Oh, wow. I don't oh, wow. know. Okay, good. Thank you. Ooh, first time I get in asked Hawaii? that a lot. Yes, my first, well. Like a layover on a flight once, so first so time, yes. first time really there. Oh, this is gonna be so much fun! And yeah, watch the NPR Tiny Desk thing that came out today uh, on Yay! your NPR on your yeah. computer box or your phone machine. Uh, yeah, did a Tiny Desk concert, and and uh, you should watch it. There you go. That's so cool. I almost put that over, and then I was like, I have wrestling stuff to put over. Yeah, I, man. I almost Sorry. put that over too, but then you had it, so we were fine. Yeah. Um, so on Fridays now, we're going to be doing a thing on Hyper RPG where a bunch of us that you know from um, the now defunct Vanquished are also going to be doing um, like a uh, improv RPG thing that should be really fun. So check that out. That's going to be on Fridays. And I think we start this Friday. Starting to shop around for art and stuff for the new podcast. Um, So once I get money to pay someone to make me art... Um, I'll get started doing pod stuff. 
There you go. And hopefully uh, more people pay me in the new year. Okay, bye. Uh, I have one more thing I forgot. If you are a Sirius XM satellite radio subscriber, if you listen to uh, EW Radio, it's channel 105, I'm going to be on LA Daily for the next four months every Thursday wow. uh, at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Drive time. With Julia Cunningham as we uh, as we start the march towards Avengers Infinity War, making a stop at Black Panther on the way wow. in a segment yeah. I am calling... To infinity and beyond. Hello. I get it. So there you go. We're going to march through the MCU in a way we have never done before, if you've heard me on that show before. And you should listen to that show anyway, because Julia Cunningham is a national treasure, and also Kyle Anderson up all afternoon. Before it, you've got, like, the best radio to listen to on Earth. You serious XM subscribers, get on it. Our producer is the third coming of the Christmas creature, Julian Perel, a.k.a. The Yoker. Mike Eagle's the voice behind our theme music as well. We're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to all the Maximum Fun members who make this show possible by donating to us, keeping the lights on whenever we're here. We've got a special. No, we don't. We'll be back next week for even more. <laughs> you guessed it. Wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.